For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with 40 years of playing PlayStation 8 plus years that gave us a meeting. But I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time now, because I totally forgot that the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's not, Daylight uh, Savings on- now, just to make things more confusing. On podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can become uh, join the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on podcast service, sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, sure to like, scrub, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can. Patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, across the com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Thought I'd sing it a little bit there. Like, it does have that rhythmic, like a sort of that rhythmic uh, delivery to it. So I thought I'd just, you know, uh give a bit of an oomph in there as well that's all right why not yeah man like i don't that's think new. i don't think there's enough bad singing in podcasts um especially these ones um i look as someone that is uh like consistently singing badly at any given time uh it's uh it, it, it was fun so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it again uh, Shane in the chat says Les Miserables that's not how you pronounce it uh, episode where so sing the whole darn show Dio that's a good idea might, have to, might give that a go one time or the players a PlayStation musical presented by the pop culture the problem that I have is that I will forget minutes in that it's a musical and I will just completely start talking like a dickhead so you like, could be that one guy in every musical who just doesn't sing <laughs> and everyone just everyone just like sings and dances around you will be fun it is weird like that's the one thing that always throws me about musicals is like everybody sings like the ones when they just break out in in tunes i'm okay with that i'm, I'm allowing the like just spontaneously jump into into song because i am open to that i am very down to just randomly breaking out into song i do it frequently i did it this morning in the kitchen i was singing about the dishwasher you know so <laughs> so like that part is not weird to me oh shit We'll kick the show off with this. So, Max, I was going to say, how's speaking your... Of, speaking of dishwashers. Speaking of dishwashers. No, because yeah. like, so, so, uh, 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 like, a lot's gone down in, in, in last week. But um, one thing I discussed last week, I'm pretty sure I did anyway. Uh, I went and got my test finally, my assessment for uh, ADHD. Um, I was really quite anxious going in, actually. I was really, really worried. I had, look, I had some other things on my mind and... 
as well, which didn't help with the overall uh, anxieties. But uh, yeah, it was really not even that scary. I don't know why I was so worried. Like I, all I did was answer like 300 fucking questionnaire questions. And um, one, because they wanted to do like a personality test as well to sort of best help me, I guess, from a therapy standpoint, um, as well as a just seeing where I'm at. Um, and then additionally, the ADHD test as well. So I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know whether you can, whether you're supposed to pass and or fail an ADHD test, ADHD test, but all I know, Max, I think I'm ADHD as fuck. Is it, is it multiple choice? It was. Did you do that abacadabra? <laughs> no, no, I, I did it probably. What I loved though, the, the very last question of it, like, hey, do you answer questions without thinking about like, properly thinking through the answer i went oh no because i think the allocated time was like half an hour for the test i did it in like 12 minutes it's like uh oh <laughs> but no really like the way like the, the at least those questions the way those questions were, were asked it was like oh shit no 100 percent like unquestionable like like i think in some ways textbook definition as i said textbook like if you tick all the right boxes in the I, right places, they, they come in, they have a look, and they're like, "No one's ever gotten every single test." I think, I think he's just, he's just looking for the answers that we, he thinks is the right one. Well, I, I think that maybe that's why that that they that other tests to like sort of back up the data, mm. I, I guess potentially, because um, they so then they also sent out two uh, similar forms, one to my wife and one to my boss. Uh, I nominated them, of course, and they agreed as a, like an observer uh a, a, a questionnaire for them to sort of validate my my what i'm saying from an from an outside perspective and um i think it's gonna go well <laughs> wait okay. and see again so like i said look it, it was really good like afterwards i i did i yeah i had none of the fear or i guess imposter syndrome feelings about it which was nice i was worried that i would like come so how, out of it and just be like oh so how long do you have to wait for your results uh, it's a little, it's a little while. So he's got a, uh, probably, a, I don't know, Millie's done her observer assessment. I don't know whether Paris has the one. I think that, so then he's going to collate all the information into a, into a report and sort of break down the information and then what the path would moving forward would be. So he said it would take probably a couple weeks. So probably, let's say about two weeks. So I probably mm -hmm. won't hear anything this week, maybe the week after. Uh, and then he said he'd give me a week to, to mull over the information and then go from there and have a big debriefing chat so rather than just dumping so say if it says like i'm a fucking dumbass in the personality test like you are an actual sociopath like whoa i'm glad i have a week to process this information so i, I don't know i don't know why the the week thing i'm happy from just telling me in, in the call uh but yeah i'm curious to see to see where it goes but like as, as i said before like for me if this is the case which it does feel like it is uh i am more than happy to go get medicated get better you know essentially put put on the put on the glasses to my vision impairment and see the world a bit clearer and then i'm able to look at other ways to assist what's what's going on because it, it's it is bizarre like it's, it's it feels even weirder doing it in your early 30s yeah it's weird but there you go. So that's all fun. But yeah, mostly just questions. None of them very fun ones. How uh, how was your week? 
Uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, I'm still chugging along at work. I'm super overworking six days a week. I don't think... Uh, I, I forgot how awesome weekends are when you work five days a week. <laughs> how, uh, how, how is this monitor worth it? Well, I mean, the tax man kind of bent me over a little bit last weekend. <laughs> took a lot of the stuff, took a lot of the extra hours off me, which which kind of sucked. But um, I mean, it's fine. I, I'm realistically working one extra shift of four and a half hours mm. a week. Oh, horrible. It's just the fact that it's in the middle of the night and kind of screws with so, me. Yeah, it's all the extraneous variables and the other bits of information that really kind of just add to it, right? Yeah, but other than that, you know, it works fine. We did our... I got my... Um, got the email from HR saying, come on, it's it's the 15th. Please provide us with your vaccination certificate. Otherwise, you can't work no more. Mm-hmm. So I sent sent all that stuff off and, you know, did all the things that I needed to do. And other than that, the week's been pretty crazy. Nothing too terribly exciting happened this week. Nice. Apart from buying a new monitor. Oh, what a fiasco that's been. Oh, well, yeah. So, so all this extra effort has been for this monitor. Yeah. So ha- about, Has it paid so, off? Well, not yet. Oh. So about four months ago, I found these really awesome, essentially budget 4K HDMI 2.1 supported monitors. And I'm like, I want to upgrade. I want to be able to, you know, play 120 hertz on the, on the, on the PS5. Let's, let's get these. And at the time, they were really cheap. They were about 800 bucks. And at the time, I'm like, oh, I'll just wait a little bit because I want to buy two at once, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it turns out everyone else had the same idea and that these were just the greatest thing since sliced bread. And when I went to order one yesterday, the my local PC store went, yeah, we've got none in. We don't know when we're getting any in. And there's 40 people in the list in front of you. And I'm like, well can I have the 32-inch version instead of the 28-inch version? They're like, no, we don't have any of those either. I'm like, okay, cool. Did, got online, found a store up in Sydney that is getting some in next week, placed an order, cost me an extra 100 bucks for the 32-inch the instead of the 28-inch. So now I just have to play the waiting game until hopefully just over a week. Well, that's not too bad. At least you're able to and get then- it in some way. And then it's coming by courier as opposed to Ozpost because so that that might mean it'll actually arrive on time. Yeah, Ozpost and, is a and, mess and hopefully like undamaged. So I've paid for travel insurance on the on on that bad boy just in Smart. case. Yeah, because we got a couple of deliveries last week that were just absolutely destroyed. Just kicked the shit out of. Yeah, well, we we thought we'd get in early and buy like the the Christmas gifts for the nieces, mm. and their toys came in the other week, and all the packaging's just smashed to pieces. And we sent we sent uh, we took photos and sent an email to the company. We're like, hey, you know, what's the deal? And they're like, yeah, it's still fine. Like, yes, the packaging's damaged, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, the integrity mm. of the toy itself is still fine. I'm like. Cool, you tell that to a four-year-old that uh, when they open at Christmas Day that their packaging's already opened. Like, cheers. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Is it, re- like, can you just, like, re-glue the shit on? Like, re- nah, it's, like, f- probably, but, like, the, the plastic itself is split uh, as well. Like, the okay. backing cardboard. Like, it's pretty messed up. Fuck. It's like, yeah, you know when you do your grocery shopping and you put all the soft sh- soft shit at the bottom by accident and then you put all the heavy stuff on top and you get it home and it's just wrecked? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's how that's, I've, I've mushed many loaf of bread that way. 
It's basically what happened to this. Oh no, guys. it's been no, it's been <laughs> breaded. No. I'm glad you put it into terms that I could understand because I had no idea how fucked the, how fucked the toys were. Now I know. It's like dropping a bag of potatoes on a bag of potato chips. <gasps> it's just wrecked. <laughs> Every, oh, everything's mushed. That's fucked. That's absolutely fucked. But uh, yeah, like I said, my week's been um, been interesting. Been interesting week. Mm. Uh, yeah, not not uh, not too much. But like I said, I've, I've had some um, some personal things this week to sort of really fuck with me uh in a number of ways so like i haven't really well, as we transition into the section about playing games i haven't really played uh as many games as i normally would uh mostly because my i've tried to make my priorities a little bit different um this week uh just for yes yeah, so for a number of different reasons but uh so the only game that i've really spent any major time with like i have been playing some more far cry 6 um which i'm sure you have been so we'll talk about that in a minute but the one that I've been playing the most, and by the most I mean like a handful of hours, um, is Story of Seasons: Friends of Mineral Town. So, for those of you that are regulars, and for those of you that may be new, uh, for the regulars you'd know this within a heartbeat. But with, as for anyone new, I'm a massive, massive uh, farming game uh, dork. They they are my jam. So, oh yeah, I gotta go, I gotta spin this way. I gotta turn this way. So. Uh, Two years ago, uh, a game uh, called Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town came out on the Nintendo Switch, uh, and it is a uh, remake of this game here, Harvest Moon, Back to Nature on the PlayStation 1. This is the game that made me fall in love with Farming Sims. Uh, in terms of my, some of my favorite games of all time, it is this, and it is God of War 2018. Like, they're the two that stand out the absolute highest of the card, right? I mean, I can see the similarities as to why you would enjoy both of them. Yeah, because they are just full of farms. <laughs> they both have axes, I guess, technically. There you go. That was the thread, axes. Um, so, so when they've remade this game for the Nintendo Switch, I've, I've smashed the shit out of it on the Switch. But, like, it, you know, for me, it never felt quite right. Like, I love that it was on the Switch because it's made by the same team, even though it's called, this one's called Harvest Moon. Uh, there's a whole other side story about the, the rebranding of Harvest Moon to Story of Seasons in the West, etc., etc. Like, there are still stories, stories of Seasons games, but it's not the same team, and it's shitty, and they're not very good. The name's been kind of butchered. Story of Seasons is the place to go. So, to me, that game, or like the Harvest Moon, or in this case, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town as the remake, and PlayStation go hand in hand for me they are my memories that is my memory from like you know 11 to however many years now i guess like the those two franchises are so connected to be able to finally play this remake of friends of, of back to nature friends mineral town on my playstation have access to trophies it look you know it looks it's it i'm living the best life ever here max living mm. the best life boot it up got the dual sense in my hand so it feels comfortable it feels like what i know compared to the switch like it feels like the playstations i'm hearing that same music again from like the opening spring season and i'm and i'm being transported i'm being taken right back to young you know very young ryan young and dumb and dislikes farming games uh he's hadn't hadn't quite discovered uh how good they are or why he likes them so much uh it's just it's it's an absolute throw so in terms of comparing it to the switch version from a number of years ago uh it is pretty much the same the controls are the same it plays the same however it is a lot sharper of an image 
which is which is nice. Now the game itself isn't overly complicated in terms of what it's delivering or how it's working, so it's not uh, it's not going to be distressed too hard by uh, by the Switch. Uh, the newest the newer version did, which was uh, uh, Pioneers of Olive Town. That one did get kind of beat up by the Switch. The Switch was not really powerful enough to run it once you started getting a little bit too many too, like some too many things going on the farm at once. We're here essentially being a remake of a ps1 game there's not a lot to it so even moving it to the ps5 you're not going to see this incredible boost in in gameplay or resolution or less you know dropouts or frame drops or anything like that like it, it feels better because i'm biased but uh it, it's great it, it's the so exact same a, game on PlayStation. Love it. is this a playstation 4 title or a playstation 5 title playstation 4 title yeah but i'm playing on the ps5 because i play everything on the ps5 now because i can yeah, no, no, I'm just, just curious. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so we, we did get provided a code from uh, the team over at Term Le- Turn Left Distribution. Um, the, the lovely people over there, they, they, they understand my love for farming games. So it was actually really funny. <laughs> Even, the top of the list, you're like, farm farm games, Ryan. <laughs> literally. So, like, a, a couple a couple of, uh, a month or so ago, an email went out to, like, all the peoples being like, hey, who's interested in Friends of Mineral Town? I didn't get the email. I was like, I'm sorry, what? So, because a friend of the show, Padge, was like, hey, because he, he's you know, he's a fan of them as well. And he goes, hey, did you get this email um, from this individual about about the game? And I went, no. <laughs> what? What? And then, and then, so I shoot them an email. And I'm like, hey, uh, like... You know, Paul came to me and was bullshitting about like there being expressions of interest, and like I I know that you know, uh, just I'm keen as fuck, like just just saying, and the response was Ryan, we know, like yeah. the reason we didn't email you is because you we do the answers, waste the fucking time. <laughs> if anything, yeah, yeah if, as you said, if anything, you were on the top of the list. It was, it was the easiest one on like to know, like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the email. <laughs> so, I, I'm apo- I apologize for wasting your time. <laughs> but no, uh, it's great. Awesome. Like it's it's um, yeah. I've just been sitting here, like you know, like for the, the the small times that I have been playing it, I've just been sitting with some podcasts and listening, just to catching up on my weekly shows, just playing the game. It's 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 beautiful. There are like I said, it's all it's got all the this all the things I loved about the Switch version, which there is a review here on this channel uh that I did with Paul James a couple of years ago. I think we'll be doing something again soon. So I'll talk about the differences between the Switch and the PS4 version. Um so there's like things that I the things that I still love about it, I still love about it. There are some changes that were made. An example, some of the mining. So pre in the original version, you could just go in there with your hoe and just dig into the ground and you would get your ores that way. So you you'd actually be able to progress further in the mine uh, because you're only using one tool. Where in this version, they have added rocks and uh the hoe so when you're in the mines you are not just hoeing the dirt to find the ladder to the next level you're also breaking rocks to find the ores so if essentially you're doubling your workload within the mine so it's actually harder to reach the bottom of the mine than it was before you know 
So that you've got to kind of plan a little bit more ahead that way. But previously, I could just go at the start of the day after I've watered all my shit, go in, hang, do, 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 rip to the bottom of the mine, go out, jump in the little into the hot springs, energize myself back up, and just go again. Where now I'm not mm. even gonna make I'm not even gonna make the bottom on the first run. Like I've got to actually go in prepared with like food and stuff to give me more stamina as I start progressing down down the mine and you know similar to the the switch version you now have the, the in the top left hand part of the screen there is uh, a health bar or your stamina bar which is a series of hearts in the original version it was a straight guess you had no idea how much each swing took how much did what whatever whatever you just kind of had to rely solely on visual indicators from the character getting tired so that's yeah. a massive massive advantage for anyone but i i look i can't wreck this i reckon from a very rose-tinted perspective, can't recommend the game high enough. Absolutely can't high enough. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. Fantastic. Uh, Max, uh, I know you said that you, because you and I, before the show, we started talking about Far Cry 6. Now, I put love, I played a little bit before the show today to try to re-get myself back in. I did do it like, a little bit throughout the week, but like very, very minimal. Uh, I've essentially gone from the tutorial island onto the next one. I'm working mm-hmm. my way through there uh how are you where are you at how are you finding it because we've had another week with it yeah so i've i put in a fair bit of time into it this week so i'm similar to you i have (laughs) exactly what you dubbed as the tutorial island i am now off that Mm -hmm. so i was i spent about five hours on that island doing as much stuff as i could and then it's like uh it, it sends you to do this specific mission and then from there uh, the game starts. So in classic Ubisoft form, their last couple of games, they did their... Um, you'll, you'll play it for a couple of hours and then the title screen comes up. It's like, oh, now I'm playing the game six hours in. Because mm. <laughs> after after you finish this initial island, everything kind of opens back up and it does give you that feel of... Uh, I can only compare it to Far Cry 5 far cry 5 being the only one i played but it gives you the, the the separate locations like it did in in the previous title and i'm like okay this is this is where i'm going now and i kind of kind of started working my way deciding which path i'm going to tackle first because you're essentially tasked with uh collecting people for your militia or to uh, uh break the generals who are holding certain parts of the land yeah. to ultimately overthrow the dictator at the end the game is super fun. Uh, the vehicles can be a little. I found the vehicles can be a little bit janky. I that's, managed to. That's Far Cry, yeah. But that's Far Cry. I managed to steal a tank, and then I couldn't work out which way was forward and backwards, and I kind of just ended up spinning around on the spot. <laughs> My own issues, not not a game issue. That's just me being a potato. Uh, the RPGness of it is kind of throwing me. I'm not quite sure if I'm doing it wrong or if I just haven't under understood the explanation of it because mm-hmm. it specifically gives you... Uh, there's a mission early on that's not too spoiler, spoilery and basically you're tasked with uh, setting fire to a bunch of stuff and setting off like poisonous gas. So it's like... If you wear a mask, you're not gonna you're not gonna get poisoned as quickly. And I'm like, okay, so I equip the mask like it tells you to, and I died of poison anyway. I'm like, what? What? I thought this was supposed to prevent this from happening. It's the whole reason why you guys gave me this equipment. Mm. I don't know whether it like unequipped because I picked something else up or something. It was a bit weird. I'm not quite sure how the system works because when you equip a piece of gear, you can you can interact with it and it'll it'll say what bonuses it gives you might give you you know reload speed or something like that but there's no like um 
there's not a gear score. It's not like uh, it's worth more than anything else that I've mm. noticed yet. But again, I am still fairly early in. You know, I'm only a couple of hours into not being into the tutorial island, essentially. But the game, the game looks great. The it plays fantastically. I'm having a blast. The the gunplay feels really nice. Uh, the unique weapons that you get, the um, I can't think of the term that they used for them. Basically, you, you kind of just throw together all your scraps and you make like flamethrowers. Or do you, do you remember the term that they used in game um... for those? I'm drawing a blank on it at the moment. It's really really frustrating. Uh, uh, they have a, there's a there's a term and I, just, I just can't think of it. <laughs> um, it's like it's like Revolta, but it's not quite. Yeah, it's something mm. like that. Um, and then those the the Supremo backpacks are really cool and interesting. There's um, the the one I'm currently using. So last week uh, we both talked about the the one that we saw in the, the essentially everyone saw in the trailers. The big uh, rocket launcher backpack. I swapped that out. I'm using one that allows me to essentially double jump, which is really cool. It's, it's allowing me to get through the map a little bit quicker when I'm on foot and don't have access to a vehicle. Uh, but its actual activation is I fly up in the air and just like shoot this massive fireball into the ground and everything around me just catches on fire. Nice. Uh, but I'm, I'm having a blast. Like the, the Yeah, it's... Because it is a shooter, it was, it's really important that the gunplay does stand out, and it does. It really does. Um, you know, the hit detection's fantastic. The AI-controlled, like, the enemies are not... Uh, they're, they're not overly smart to the point where you can still be sneaky, but they're not ridiculously dumb, like in some games where you can just walk up to them and assassinate mm. them. Like, there's, there's that nice balance of if you want to play stealthy... It's difficult enough that it will give you a challenge, but not so difficult that they're like, hey, we know that guy died over that way, so they must be over that way, and they'll instantly come and find you. Yeah. I, I, they've, hit, they've hit that stealth balance really nicely, but again, you can just go in guns blazing with your with your pet alligator and go mess, mess stuff up, and yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm with you. I am, from the times that I have spent with it this week, I am still very much... A big mm. fan, uh, like I. But I also knew going in that I would be a fan. As with Far Cry Five, I was a big fan. Yeah, it, for, it is, you know, it is three, very much just fan. more. Yeah, it's very much just more Far Cry. Yeah, and like it's it's uh yeah. If you love Far Cry, you're gonna love this. It's actually pretty easy and pretty straightforward, which is which is probably the best sell. Um, because as yeah. you as you alluded to, like yeah, it is regionized. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that word. It's regionized in the same way that Far Cry Five was in terms of. You have one one leader here, one leader, one leader, da, 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 and it's that very, a very Ubisoftification that they've done with number of their games now. It's like there is a general in the area, and like it's all level gated. Like you could go there right now if you wanted to. We wouldn't recommend it. You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in, but you could go. Um, mm. So we're here. Yeah, you sort of go on the first line, which is the one to the left, I believe, which is where I'm at. Um, sort of chip my way through it. Um, so I, yeah, I've unlocked another companion. I now have Chorizo. Uh, the, the little uh, sausage, the little wiener dog, little doctioned with his uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wheelchair. He's he's rad. He's really good at electrocuting people and uh, seeks out uh, collectibles in the area, which is nice. Um, uh, because we we got access to the deluxe edition, deluxe edition, ultimate, ultimate edition. edition yeah. We did we get we did get two extra companions that automatically unlock once you once you finish that tutorial area because it's part of the. Oh, uh, did we? I haven't even looked ex- in there. I think it's the extra gear that we get. Oh shit! Okay, 
Yeah, so we got we got um it, it comes with a couple of weapons, a couple of armor pieces, and I think a, a companion. I know it comes with some skins for like the cockfighting and stuff. There's cockfighting. Yeah. What? Yeah. So yeah. When you get to the in the when when you come to that first region, <laughs> not the tutorial one. There's a region, uh, and yeah, you one of them has cockfighting. Uh, so oh. in the on the camp itself, which is interesting. So it's, uh, I don't know whether every every island has this because once again we're still early days, but the 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 first island I find has this sort of like uh, camp, and that is where the militia of that area live, mm-hmm. and that's where you go to sort of recruit and, and whatever and like, like so, hub. yeah in your hub thank you and once you enter the hub you go in a third person almost in like uh it feels very like uh uh wildlands not wildlands go uh go what was the breakpoint you know how the they vision? had that no breakpoint you know how the, how they had okay. that little yeah. mountain where you go in and these little all your shops and stuff are there and then you'd go yeah yeah, the yeah. World. okay i'm with you now yeah. yeah so it feels like that not quite as intense as that but the difference is because the game's in in third in first person the entire time so when you walk into this hub, you go in a third person. I thought I broke the game for a little while because it didn't tell me. Just like, ah, you're in third person. I'm like, what the fuck? How did I, why, how did I do this? So I had, and then it wasn't until I left the hub. It goes, man, and puts you back in first. Um, so it's cool. But yeah, so they have, they have your stalls in there, which you can then upgrade. You can also, you know, pick and choose what stalls are going to appear in that in that encampment so like i've put an armory in there and a hunting lodge so the idea is want to be able to go and hunt cool things and come back and then buy mm-hmm. weapons and stuff like that which is cool but there is a cockfighting ring so essentially it becomes a uh tekken-esque sides side 2d 2.5d fighter so you can jump forward and back and side to side to dodge it and yeah so it's not quite street fighter it's probably a little bit more tekken technically yeah uh but it, it's weird it's so fucking weird my my only complaint at the moment is their their auto drive GPS function is absolute garbage. Yeah, it always a little bit shit. So it does kind of um, better if you just to drive if you can. Yeah, because I was I was at a really far far point set up, and I'm just like I oh, just just follow the road. I'm I'm gonna have a drink or something while I'm while I'm waiting. And within like five seconds, I'd driven off the road into a tree, and the car was just stuck and couldn't move. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank nice. you for that. I, I guess I'll just manually do this. Yeah. Uh, one thing I one thing I do enjoy as well, because uh, we are playing it on the PS5, uh, it does have uh, the uh, the trigger support. So with the guns, it does have that you know like a, a, a the the crunchiness the, the crunchiness the feedback so you've got to kind of like really chunk the control the the, the trigger down to shoot, uh, which is fun. I'm actually. When I first noticed, I was like, oh, it feels like it almost reduces my time to shoot mm. because you got to put that little bit of oomph in it. But I'm, I've, I've adapted to it. Ha! I've adapted to the adaptive <laughs> triggers and I've anything, I kind of like it a lot. Actually, I really kind of enjoy the, the rumble and the sensation that it gives back. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's certainly a, a good thing to come out of that. What I, what I thought was originally a shitty thing because I know that with Call of Duty, uh, it was actually kind of made the game harder than it should especially yeah a lot a lot of people who play it competitively turn off the triggers especially when you're taking on people um especially taking on new people uh uh where this is single player you can kind of get away with you know not yeah, i mean it's, it's just purely for like from a competitive edge if someone's not using the adaptive triggers and you are it's going to take you that slightly little bit longer to shoot mm. and they're just going to have that advantage over you mm yeah exactly like it's, a, it's, it's a cool concept for single player games 
but in multiplayer, I do see how it can be a hindrance for some people. I don't turn it off personally because I, I don't care enough anymore. And I like the feeling. I'm like, I've got it. So why would I not use it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, speaking of shooters, but... Oh, so obviously that code was provided to us by Ubisoft. Uh, additionally, Back for Blood, Max. We, we also, we did receive a copy of that from uh, Coke Media last week. I spent like five minutes in it this week. Um, it just, it's, once again, I was rely- I was waiting for some people to play it with and then shit got in the way. Uh, so I know you've been running it with your, with your mates. Yeah, so I'm almost finished Act 1 of... Because what we thought Act One was from the beta ain't Act One. We've come yeah, to yeah. So, so the beta had I think four or five missions uh, that they had listed as Act One, and all those missions are in Act One, but they're not sequential missions of Act One. They're mm. they're very they're, there's they've picked and chose some from the early, the mid, and the late uh, area of the act. The game is still absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, both you and I sung its praises during the beta period. We sure did. Um, it's, you know, it is very much that uh, spiritual successor to uh, Left 4 Dead. Uh, the, the way this, the way the game changes uh, of the comparison is the fact that it uses these skill cards to upgrade your character throughout your runs. So every time you finish a level, you get. You get the in-game currency, which allows you to buy and purchase more cards. And then as you, uh, before you go out on the, your runs, you set up a deck of up to 15 cards. You don't have to use all 15 cards. Uh, you can kind of stack your deck with the best cards. And then once you've run out of cards to draw from, you get a you get a pick of four basic cards. So it'll be either extra health, extra stamina, extra ammo. And I can't for the life of me think of what the last one is. So it's sometimes uh, in your best interest to if your cards aren't great don't put them in your deck um and then when you buy your cards there's uh, they, they refer to them as lines and there'll, there'll be three options for lines and once you fill out an entire line i think there's about 10 cards in each line that line goes away and it replaces it with a new option so i'm building my character at the moment to use sniper rifle so i have a lot of uh extra critical critical damage extra uh penetration damage and all that stuff so i've only been playing on uh normal mode at the moment so on normal mode there is no friendly fire damage which is which is fantastic yeah we shot each other a lot in the beta we shot each other a lot i with my group on the beta we finished it on hard mode we tried hard mode this time around and we got our asses handed to us. Now, I don't know whether or not that's purely because that when we tried hard mode, we had already finished it on normal mode. So we already had cards ready to go mm. as opposed to starting completely fresh with no upgrades. That's probably Or if the it. game's just more challenging. Uh, we got to see some of the uh, some of the new bosses that, that were introduced that are still in Act 1 that we didn't get to see in the beta. They're really cool. They make uh, some of the levels very interesting the way you play them. But overall, the, 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 if you enjoyed Left 4 Dead, this, this game made by the same team, absolutely fantastic. Uh, we haven't had any server issues. We've had no connection issues. Um, one of us has been playing... On PC, so we're we're playing crossplay uh, with one of our group uh, with that, with one of our friends in our group. It's been absolutely fantastic. Nice. 
the game, the game for and like I'm a sucker for a co-op game. That if you're looking for a good fun, laid back co-op game that you don't have to take too seriously, this game is perfect. Yeah. So like, uh, the only catch that I have, and that's the catch that currently is the case. If you play the game solo, none of your shit upgrades to the multiplayer. So right, oh, really, apparently that at least at launch anyway. So if I if I was to play the game solo, which is primarily probably what I would do because I don't have many friends and I'd rely on you when you're playing you know, with other friends. You know, you know it has matchmaking. You could play yeah, with just other people. Other people are trash. I hate other people. I mean, I would argue that the CPU teammates are also trash. Yeah, so much worse. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> uh, so, look, and we're very, look, the 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 team over at Coach Community were very nice and they uh, they gave us a couple of copies. So one for you, there's one for me, and I've got a couple of spare. So I've provided one to a friend of ours, a friend of mine, to sort of to get there with, um, sort of help with that review process. So I really appreciate them, mm-hmm. them doing that. They didn't have to, but you know, a bit of a multiplayer game that's very kind. Um, yeah, so I I'm very keen to to get in there and and because I have been having the, some funs with it. And I'd like to keep having fun with it. Uh, it's just got to, mm. uh, you know. We've got to schedule in some time where, we do. where everyone's free. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 the challenge. Because we we're going to play it with Paul and Joel and, and we never did. We've picked the other two people that, all, we like, everyone's got, you know, families. At and different ages too. <laughs> like it's just a nightmare yeah all different kids different ages it's just it's an absolute chaos like we really should have picked a better team but that's alright uh, addition- I'm trying to organize D&D sessions it's like are oh, you you freeing out nope you free next week oh, I am but that person's not yeah. it's, a, it's a nightmare uh, additionally, I, I did jump into uh, Alan Wake Remastered again. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have been invited on to uh, Crossplay Right, says Shane in the chat. I'm single as fuck yep. and down to play. Shane? It is, yeah, like I said, uh, we're, one of my friends is playing through Games Pass on PC with us on PlayStation 5. I think we can make this happen. What a nightmare. But yeah, it's pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward. It's yeah, nice. really, really easy to do uh yeah so i've been playing a little bit of alan lake remaster as well mm-hmm. uh because i've been invited to do a show with uh, an episode of uh i forget what the show what the show what the show is called but friend of the show john opeck um is doing a essentially like a little a retrospective thing at it for someone you know either he or i have played it before so we want to talk about it and see how well it's age uh, i mentioned that you're a big fan of it max and you played it previously Mm, um, and huge I, fan and yeah he said that you're welcome to come join the show as well because I think the insight from yourself who having played it before and then playing it now um, it would be would be a treat so the game's really cool in the way that I like it's now the, the, I like the narrated aspect of it um, because A the, vo- the voice the voice actor is very his voice is very good for that sort of narration mm. uh, I it's an interesting concept I haven't really put enough into to have any more than outside of basic you know very overall stuff because I said it's not been my thing this week um yeah so it's it's uh it's cool i'm very keen i I would love to see what you have to say about it seeing as uh, yeah i i haven't i haven't dove into the remaster yet Mm. did i buy it in the popsy account i don't remember i did buy it i don't remember i'm really annoyed that i um you know friend of the show joel mentioned a couple of weeks ago just prior to its launch it's like hey it's 30 bucks on the store like, geez, that's a steal. I might get it. I waited two days and it jumped up to $45 because they didn't realize they didn't uh, uh, they put did the exchange it. rate on it. They didn't, yeah. 
that Fuck. that sucked. Anyone who bought it early and got it for thirty bucks, what a bargain! Yeah, hundred percent worth thirty bucks in the time that I put in it. That, that'll that'll teach me. Uh, any other anything other games you want to cover, Max? Before we jump, uh, yeah. So I've been playing more Tales of Arise. Um, game is still awesome. I just had this really uh, amazing cutscene that happened in the game. It's very spoilery, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get get too involved. But the story is taking. Um, a really fantastic turn where I'm up to. I'm in, I'm in the later, latter half of the game. Mm-hmm. It's still absolutely fantastic. I have dropped the difficulty down purely so I don't have to grind as much. I found myself, because I was essentially trying to golden path this game, after the mid-game, I did get to a point where I was either equal level to or just slightly below where I should have been. And I, I wasn't, because uh, I, I want to get through this so I can uh, give a proper review and thoughts on it. I, I kind of set my set my sights just on the main scenario quest as opposed to doing too many side quests, which is where a lot of the XP is. Mm-hmm. So I dropped that difficulty down a little bit. It's making it a little bit more manageable for me. The game is still absolutely fantastic, though, and hopefully by next week I will have finished it. Uh, the other thing I've been playing this week is uh, the new Call of Duty uh, Cold War Zombies map came oh, out. Of course so you as... have. Oh, fucking course you have. This has been the easiest Easter egg map of the entire series of zombies across the generations. Uh, we did it on our second try, and it took us just over 40 minutes. It's super, super duper easy. So the new map is called Forsaken. They introduce a new enemy type called the Abomination. It's at this basically three-headed alien Cerberus thing. Uh, they add a new wonder weapon in like they do with every other uh, every other map. So uh, basically an axe that transfer, uh, transforms into an SMG. It's kind of cool. Uh, they re-added some old perks from previous games. So in... In the original Black Ops, we had a perk called PHD Flopper back when you could do the dolphin diving. They've now changed that to PHD Slider. So when you slide into a zombie, it creates a nuclear explosion and blows them up. It's really fun. Uh, Other than that, um, been playing more Rocket League and um, I've been trying to play more Diablo 2, but the servers have been so trash this week that they patched the game on PlayStation 5 and completely broke the play button. What? You could not interact with the play button in the main menu. Oh, that's a problem. For three days, it took them to repatch it to fix the problem. And then the servers went down again last night. God damn, that's so bad. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of out- there's a lot of outrage. Uh, you could still play it on PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 version worked fine. And because of the cross... Pro- uh, there is cross progression and not cross play. You could still keep playing, but it's frustrating that they patched it and broke the PS5 version. That is very weird. Very, very weird. And specific, but very weird. Mm. Anyway, but other than that, not much else. Well, before we get into the news of this week, we'll get into a section we call our Get Less Fat Update, where we tell you about our weight loss journey. So for those that don't know, uh, in 2020, I went on a weight loss journey using a product called The Man Shake. It is a meal replacement shake that I am an ambassador for, and they also support the show. Uh, so each and every week, Max and I come and we talk about our uh, our journeys, how they're going to keep us accountable. As I said, I've lost uh, over 35 kilos. Max has lost about uh, 15 kilos. Uh, Max, how has your week been in, in terms of it's the weight losses? Terrible week. Oh, shit, really? That's been a terrible week. I don't think I've put anything on, but I definitely haven't lost anything. I kind of fell off a little bit uh, earlier in the week. 
Um, but slowly getting back on track. <laughs> it's It's been a week. Yeah. So I've had a very, very good weight loss week, in fact. Oh, that's good. So I have, I've now, so I've essentially lost like another kilo and a half, if not more. Mm. So I'm currently weighing in at 106.2. My previous lowest recorded weight was like 107.5. Mm-hmm. oh the fuck happened this week turns out stress is maybe really good at making you lose weight and just in you know eternally freaking out for a couple of days is is uh is bad but yeah so like nothing has changed diet's still the same i, I still haven't done the man challenge because i'm fucking lazy either <laughs> either my muscles are atrophying because i've not gone to the gym for so long or it's there i'm somehow my body's just kicked in a gear again after like you know some like last week i did i I did what I had to, but there were some bends in the rules and this week was a little bit harder. And then they've gone, oh, oh shit, hang on. And my body starts kicked into gear again. Hopefully I'm losing my, losing my weight. So yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm now officially over 35 kilos lost, um, which is insane. I think if all goes well, I can probably keep pushing this to see where it goes. I mean, my, my goal for the longest time has always been uh, to get to 100. Um, hopefully I can. Um, with the idea of, you know, as we mentioned, being pretty for, pretty for PAX, which we did do all that PAX things last week, week before, whenever that was. So maybe it's maybe because it's PAX season, my body's like, yeah, it gave me a couple of extra extra grunts, a couple of extra uh, bit of weight loss. But yeah, I'm actually really, really impressed because in the same way that I cannot remember the last time I was 107 kilos, fucked if I could tell you the last time I was 106 kilos. So right mm. now I weigh less than I remember from high school. And like that's 100 percent a big plus for me. Also, this week the man shake dropped a new flavor. It is the cookies and cream flavored uh, shake. It has been been hot in demand for a long time, uh, and it's finally come through. Uh, they did send me some early before release date on Thursday, but Australia Post is a bastard, and it's currently sitting in the facility in Geelong for about a week. Uh, so yeah, rad. I would have loved to have tried it and had some for the show right now or even had some to talk about it on the socials now you know like all the other ambassadors have got it except for two of us because we're both based in victoria so that's exciting oh and oh to make it even better for those that are based in new south wales they've already received it the the the, the general populace we haven't so that's fun um i presume it's really good i hear it's really good uh but uh, until i can put it in my own face i can't tell you and did you order any not yet i hear the I heard it's pretty good as well. Yeah. You're probably the same places that I heard it from, you dick, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to support the show and support our weight loss journeys, you can just head into the, to the uh, link in the description below. It is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P, Manshake. You don't even have to buy anything. Just by clicking the link, you just help support the show. Uh, and, you know, if you do, something does pique your interest, you can give it a go. Maybe you can change your life as well anyway max is getting to the second call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in playstation did things happen this week in playstation a little bit so let's kick things off with some playstation plus and vr news so we are still a few weeks away from sony revealing their free playstation plus titles for the month of november but they have confirmed that we'll be including three bonus playstation vr games in the lineup this is to celebrate the headset's fifth anniversary over on the playstation blog a post reads quote to celebrate this psvr milestone 
We wanted to give a special thank you to PlayStation fans. Starting in November, PlayStation Plus members will get three PSVR bonus games for no extra charge. Stay tuned for more details in the PlayStation Plus update in the next few weeks. So, like, I did get some lovely memories on Facebook this week about, you know, me playing the bit VR on day one. Um, I remember buying it. I remember took, I mm. took two days off work so I could make content and stuff around it. And instead, all I remember is putting the headset on because obviously it was before I had a kid. And so my wife went to work. I remember I was saying bye and she left for work and I put the headset on. And then I remember taking it off and it was dark time. I'm like, oh no. It was a long day. Like that. Yeah. So once again, so, we're, like, we're very lucky. We, we were obviously bought the, the 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 VR headset myself, but we were provided a handful of games as well. So I had a full day of just going fucking bonkers. Todd played five years. Yeah, they also listed uh, the the top five most played games on PlayStation VR. Uh, it was like Rec Room and Beat Saber, uh, and- Beat Saber, Re- Resi Seven. Um, I can't think of the other two. Mm. So that's cool. But yeah, like so I, 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 it's nice that they're giving away some games uh, because there was a window of time where they were giving away PSVR games as part of your PS Plus and I don't know why they stopped. Uh, and Because right now, there's not a whole lot to play on your PSVR. Like, the only thing I can think of is uh, I Expect You to Die 2, which came out recently, which I really enjoyed, but I didn't finish because setting up the VR is a butthole and I'm very lazy. Huck puts in the chat, finally a list that GTA 5 doesn't lead. For now, for now, this could change at any given moment. Like they, they might, you know, there is a first person mode in there. It wouldn't surprise me if they suddenly, uh, you know, if, if like the, if there was a uh, VR version of it. That would be insane, actually. If you want to get parents angry, imagine some fucking PS, uh, GTA 5 and PSVR. Crazy. Uh, next up, we have some more chip shortage news. So Sony is allegedly uh, mulling an investment into a Japanese chip factory, which will see it partner with Taiwan's TSMC to build a plant in Kumamoto. The workshop, expected to produce parts for automobiles, camera image sensors, and more, will allegedly cost billions to set up with the Japanese government on deck to foot almost half of the bill. In addition to investing in the plant, Sony will also apparently look to take a stake in the organization established to manage it. The semiconductor shortage following the global pandemic, which has reduced the supply of products like PlayStation 5s, among many others. In addition, TSMC is concerned about the concentration of its operation in Taiwan, given ongoing political tensions with China. While neither com- company is commenting on these reports at the moment, it is believed that the alleged chip factory will look to open around 2024 if it gets greenlit. This wouldn't be a bad investment. No. If you've got the dollars but- to do so, why not? And if they can manufacture the parts for PlayStation, all that's going to do is reduce the cost, the base cost for Sony. Therefore... Either they're going to make more money on each console sold, which is the likely the real answer, or they could pass some of those savings off and reduce the cost of the console. So when you're competing against Xbox, right? Because this is the thing: when, when game when the consoles release on the launch day, it's always like, where will the money go? Because for the longest time, I think PS4s were selling at a profit. PS3s never never really did. Um, so the conversation would be like, well, where are you willing to make that that hike? If you're in, if you've got an investment in this in the companies making the console, that's uh, that margin a little bit different, and you might mm. be able to, to save save some some coins, shave off some dollars, come out of it okay. 
It's Marco. It. It's Marco. I, I, I really don't think it would be a, 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 a bad thing to do. Certainly quite wise. Once again, also demonstrating uh, PlayStation's, uh, des- uh, sorry, Sony's approach being so very different to... Uh, to Xbox, right? Once again, they are instead they are putting well placed investment into things rather than buying anything out. They're not coming in and buying this factory. They're throwing money in. So if anything, it's going. It just it just uh, for some reason, mm. it's just so much smarter to me. Like it's it's Sony putting money in well placed locations, which will have a roll on uh, roll on effect that'll be way more beneficial ever than just oh, buying yeah. something out completely. And next up, we have TV's The Last of Us. With filming having begun in Canada, information and images have started emerging online and it all seems pretty encouraging so far. In a new interview with BBC, Bella Ramsey, who stars as Ali, talks about the show and what it's like to be on set. She says that there are, quote, quite a few fans of the game among the crew who have all expressed how faithful the show is to the Naughty Dog titles. Ramsey says they've... Uh, they've told her the set feels like, quote, walking into the game, which certainly sounds like a good sign. A bunch of new images from the show have made their way to Twitter earlier this week, showing off some of the sets, and we get our first look at Pedro Pascal's Joel, although he does have a face mask on. <laughs> Ramsey also talks about the role, saying it, quote, definitely feels like the biggest thing she's done so far, and that it's a complete privilege and an honor. So there was also a clip on Twitter this week, which is taken from a fan, I guess, of them walking. So it's good to yeah. know that there is more walking in the game, in the movie show, Buck series. Like, because that's one consistent thing The Last of Us has done is walking. So I'm glad it's going to feel very much like the game in that sense. I'm so keen. I thought they had done filming. I guess maybe they've done filming the first episode, but uh, I ain't shit. We're not going to see this for a little while, I don't, I don't believe. No. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Puckhead, she was on Game of Thrones, but this is the biggest thing she's done so far. Well, she wasn't a main character in yeah, Game of she, Thrones. Yeah, she was secondary. Like, she was a fucking dope character in, in Game of Thrones, but, you know, that series took a big heel turn towards the end. So, uh, like, you know, it, it's it's benefiting her to be the main uh, of this show compared to a supplementary character in <laughs> in Game of Thrones, right? right yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm super excited for the show but uh, we already knew that like hearing some of the things about like the sets feeling like um part of the show like just made my nips hard you know it's like oh oh i wasn't ready for that in terms of my uh, uh physical response um i'm i'm keen i'm so keen <laughs> so so keen but look max it is the spooky season it's the it's the Halloween's, it it's well, in Australia it's fucking coming into springtime. It's oh, it is springtime. <laughs> it's springtime, um. So it's not like autumn or fall and all spookies. It's just it's just uh, October for us. Anyways, but that doesn't stop games from getting a little bit a little bit spooks, uh, including Rocket League. So for its annual Halloween event, Psyonix has paired up with Warner Brothers to bring a Batman-themed gameplay mode to Rocket League, inspired by Ordinary uh, R- Rumble, the new Gotham City Rumble available now, which will see, will see you using power-ups inspired by the Batman and many of his enemies, including the likes of Joker and Harley Quinn. 
Uh, there, there are a ton of items to unlock, including Mr. Freeze's wheels and Poison Ivy Boost. Uh, to mark the occasions of up, we'll also be releasing various Batmobile items in the game shop, and you'll even get a free Dark Knight player banner just for logging in. Fantastic, especially as it is uh, uh, DC Fandom Weekend. Um, it, it's nice to see the more DC-related things come up. Uh, also, we know that Gotham Knight stuff is coming this week, as well as uh, Suicide yeah, Squad you, game. Look at you spoiling the next news story. Did I really? <laughs> Did I? It may, it's in the quick bits. Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> uh, also, hey, Reese Bees, how you doing? Thanks for jumping, thanks for jumping in. Uh, obviously, you've been the Rocket League guy. Does this tickle your fancy? Yeah, I played it last night. It's great fun. I love Rumble Mode. Uh, it's, you know, they take the chaotic uh, gameplay of cars and soccer and add, like, extendable fists to punch the ball or boots to kick other players cars grapple hooks to grapple the ball and fling it around in circles what's not to love that feels very cartoony so it makes sense i don't, I don't yeah. think batman is probably the like the most halloweeny thing oh i guess the, well, there is that book or is it the long halloween that's a really good book by the way but yeah okay cool i think they could have done something else but I, I don't play it doesn't matter it doesn't benefit me uh dreams also got some spoops this week uh the annual halloween showcase all hallows dreams clever name uh is back this year as all hallows dreams ghost train uh the event started on the 15th of october and will remain playable within the game permanently until the 1st of november though there's the opportunity to grab some special halloween themed imps rewarded for completing certain tasks within the event I want to just I want to just rephrase your phrasing of that sentence. The event itself will the the game will remain playable permanently, but until the first of November, there is an opportunity to grab in-game items. It's not going to disappear on the first of November. I just want to make that very clear. Okay, cool. I read the full stop as a comma, and it threw me off. <laughs> Uh, the Dreamers community has been building various things for this, including their own very own pumpkin scarecrows for the gardens and the levels for the titular ghost train portion. This is an on-rail shooter-style game that has uh, the train taking you through spooky user-made locations to shoot down targets. It's like theme park. It's like a theme park ride, and the whole thing is playable in PSVR. So this is great. It's really kind of. It sounds like it's really picking up on what Dreams are supposed to be about. Everyone sort of making their own, like their own version of assets, and making it readily available for anyone that wants to use it. Neither you or I have really dived back into Dreams since release. Uh, just I, I felt it was still a little bit too kind of rough at the time. I would love to see what they're doing now, but I also don't want to. <laughs> uh, and finally, Capcom. In the lead up to Halloween, Capcom will have seen will have seven different Resident Evil related announcements to share in order to celebrate the series' twenty fifth anniversary. Five of them are scheduled for the 21st and the 22nd of October, with another on the 25th of October, and then the final being on Halloween, 29th of October, 2021. The website for the celebration has actually already filled in two previous reveals, which give us a decent idea of what to expect from the rest. The first was a Twitter competition to win Resident Evil branded clothing and items, and the other was simply reminding fans... Uh, of the upcoming Resident Evil 4 VR port for the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, so it's important to note that uh, Resident Evil is not just games anymore. It's also a movie franchise, TV, uh, 
we may not get seven reveals of like gameplay stuff there's chances that uh we will see uh resident evil village dlc potentially because we know because we, we know that's in the works uh but other than that um don't get yourself too hyped up yeah additionally the trailer came up this week uh, or last week for the resident evil netflix series apparently yeah. it looks like bunghole so i haven't watched the trailer yet because i'm not quite ready to be disappointed by it I also haven't watched it. Yet. Uh, like cause from the screenshots we saw, it looks like us. Like unlike the Last of Us screenshot that we saw or the footage that we've seen, it doesn't look like cosplay. The Resident Evil Netflix series looks like cosplay. So yeah, it's, it's a, well, I guess it, that's the difference between what is it HBO and Netflix. It's a and- very <laughs> tough balance because you want to obviously honor the show, and by honoring the show it will look like cosplay, right? Because you're going to have them be in the in the same suits, the yeah. same outfits. Like, there are some things you just can't help but um, do in terms of having that sort of similar appeal. But I look at it and I'm going, ooh, this looks like the PAX Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not good. I'm, I'm sorry, Netflix. I know that you, had a, you didn't have an, a vested interest in what we do and now you probably still don't. So that's fine. You, I don't think you'll notice. Don't need to worry about it. But Let's yeah, talk some no, yeah, I know. Yeah. Wait, and, wait and see what else there is. Uh, let's talk some delays. Aww. Hyperlight Drifter developer Heart Machine has made the difficult decision to delay its next title, Solar Ash, by a couple of weeks. Originally scheduled to launch later this month on PlayStation 5 and PS4, the indie game will now release on the 2nd of December 2021. The studio says this will allow for, quote, more time to get the last pieces of polish and bug fixes into the game. While still navigating this global pandemic as a highly dedicated team, this short delay will help us get there. Uh, the media release on Twitter is, quote, Heart Machine and Annapurna Interactive have decided to delay the release of Solar Ash until December 2nd, and much the same as the previous quote. It's just, we need to mo- we need more time to bug fix, make it look pretty. The pandemic sucks. We're working on it. Yeah, fuck the pandemic, man. But like, when was it supposed to come out? Uh, I think in the, at the end of this month. Oh, oh, that's not so, so it, bad. It's, it's, it's only like a month. It's just over a month delay. Yeah, like comparatively, it could have been stacks worse. Yeah, like you know, as we're looking into the future and like, there's just delays up the butt. You know, with like Dying Light. I know you were super excited for coming out in like January now, and uh, was yeah, it, February? Um, it was supposed to be December. Yeah, right around the corner. Like that was going to be my holiday game, but no, it's going to be my holiday game too. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right look it's cool i'm, I'm also in this situ- i'm in this weird middle ground max at the moment where my you're gonna delay the game okay you know what as much <laughs> as i hate bad. delays i'd super rate some of the february games getting delayed into like march or april dude even right now <laughs> like <laughs> look sorry look so right now these are the games that we should be reviewing and you know when i said this week i hadn't played any games i probably should have because it's fucked. We've got to finish Far Cry 6 for review. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, In Sound Mind, which is one we neither of you or, you or I finished. I have Story of Seasons now as well. We have another game that came through last night, which hopefully yeah, I'm very keen. We can't talk about that one yet. Um, there's another one. What else was there? You I mean, saw- I'm, still ch- I'm still chugging away at Tales of Arise. I, 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 then now, I've got, now I've got a podcast commitment for Alan Wake. <laughs> what else was there anything else back for blood yeah we're fucked it's just you and me <laughs> oh and uh don't forget death stranding 
Fuck, Max. <laughs> Which I put a little bit more time into this week. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and February and is so and much even, worse. And that's not even half of the games that are coming out in February. <laughs> oh. Now, what a fucking we can play. Priv- what a privilege. We can play, but we. But it's a yeah, it's 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 entirely a first world problem that we're, we're currently having. We have having too here. many games to play. We got too many review codes. Me, fuck us. What assholes? Uh, I can't believe I've given you the quick bits again. Why oh, did you suck a dick, Max? Quick bits. Uh, it takes two. Uh, has reached three million copies sold, which is fantastic. Is that still your top one of your top games of the year? Yeah, I still think it may be my top game. <gasps> Fancy. Shin Megami Tensei's offshoot Monarch dated for February 2022 because fucking, wh- why not? Just put more things in there. Call of Duty Vanguard showed off its zombies mode this week. Is that what you're playing? Uh, no, so this is the upcoming uh, Call of Duty game that's releasing next month, okay. Vanguard. So basically what they did was uh, they realized that zombies is like the best part of uh, Call of Duty and now... Uh, the team over at I'm going to blank who makes um, Black Ops Treyarch Treyarch are now working on every single Call of Duty to make a zombies mode for each individual game so smart if they can do it right you can do it right yeah it's weird because wasn't Sledgehammer the the big the big zombie studio no it's always Treyarch Treyarch started it and World at War. Ah, they did too. They did too. Yeah. I'm getting them in Infinity Ward mixed up. Uh, so Techland are currently working on a next-gen patch for Dying Light. Can they just work on Dying Light too, for fuck's sake? I really appreciate their constant support for Dying Light. It's been great. Probably one of the longest-run-supported longest games on PlayStation, but fucking calm down. If you weren't working on this, would, would uh, Dying Light 2 make it in December? No? Then I retract my statement. <laughs> and finally, as I totally spoiled before, uh, DC fandom kicks off Sunday morning for us here in Australia uh, with news from Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad dot dot kill the Justice League uh, is to be expected, uh, which is cool. Um, and also, like trailer for the, the the Batman, the new film with um, sparkly vampire man Robert Pattinson. Rob, Rob Pat. Oh, I said Rob Parkinson. But that's not him at all. So I'm glad I corrected <laughs> to Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, some screenshots that have come out for uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Kill the Justice League. Uh, it looks really sharp, actually. Like, really, really sharp. Mm. Hmm. Top 10 best-selling PS4 games in Australia for the week ending the 10th of October. Number 10, we have The Last of Us Part 2. Number 9, A Way Out. Number eight, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number seven, Insurgency Sandstorm. Number six, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Number five, GTA V. Number four, God of War 2018. Number three, 2K22. Number two, FIFA 22. And number one, Far Cry 6. Damn, eat a dick, FIFA. Mm. Hmm. That's that's good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. It's good. As long as it's not GTA, as long as it's not NBA or FIFA, then that's pretty good. I'm happy with that. It's nice to see a way out back in there. Yeah, which which I think it's on. There's a, there's been a big sale this week, so uh, Black Flag that's out of nowhere. Well, it's also on sale, hence why God of War is there as well. Three bucks. Yeah, it's oh, it's like six bucks because my wife was looking through and she was like, "Black Flag's any good?" I'm like, "Well, fucking six bucks it is." 
I nearly bought, and I know you're going to call me a weeb for this, but I I almost bought the Naruto game because it was twelve bucks down from a hundred and forty. Probably like, for a reason. Oh my god, that's Max. a bargain. <laughs> Uh, and here are the upcoming titles for the next week. Uh, only two of, of note, says Max. Uh, Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, coming to the PS4 on October 21. Uh, and the fourth, no, one third in the Dark Pictures anthology, uh, The House of Ashes is coming to both PS4 and PS5. Uh, October 22. Uh, you and I did a preview of this game a little while ago when we uh, had access to a really cool secret keynote. Uh, we're both quite excited for this. I'm very, very keen. I, I really loved uh, Man of Medan, not so much. Man of Medan didn't hit very well with me, but... No, um, but little, little, Hope little Hope was shit hot. And from what I've seen here, this is feeling very Predator, feeling very Alien. Um, you know, where like... Because each, each of them so far have hit, a, have hit different horror beats. Uh, so I'm very excited to uh, to see where House of Ashes takes us October 22. Is that it? I think that's it. Fuck yeah. Smashed its face in today. I have to sneeze. Hang on, do I? Look at the light. Say raspberry. We <laughs> both at the same time. <laughs> oh, far out. Oh. Thank you for joining us everyone it's always it's always a pleasure that you t that you choose to take your time out of your week to come and enjoy the show so thank you so much uh max well everybody this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m australian eastern daylight savings time on podcast services including apple podcasts and spotify and 9 a.m australian eastern daylight savings time on those youtubes if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us Come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If uh, you're listening on podcast service, give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching us on the... Watching? Yeah, if you are watching us the fuck is wrong with me on the youtube be sure to give uh, be sure to leave a uh, subscribe like and comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash pop cultures as well as our merchandise top of course com slash shop where you can buy shirts other assorted shit with our logos on it but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players you know, I really feel that I may have the vocal range to really smash a Les Miserables version of uh, For the Players. Just saying. I don't know about you, but me, fucking top singer. <laughs> top singer.